Hey y'all, you're listening to the Mommy Essentials Podcast. I'm your host, Annie, a mom of two from South Georgia. Come join me in learning and figuring out parenthood one step at a time. Hey guys, welcome back to the Mommy Essentials Podcast. This is Annie, your host. Today, I have a special surprise for y'all. I interviewed with Winter Krisha, and she is a doula slash midwifery student, and she has um, shared a lot of great tips and um education on kind of a little bit of what she does and we this basically this interview we covered um, each of her roles as a birthing doula midwifery um, postpartum breastfeeding labor and delivery Um, we just kind of cover all the areas of motherhood and all the processes we go through um after and before delivery and um she is located in kansas independence and she is a wonderful um person to speak with that i think if you live in a local area and you need a doula or a midwife look her up she works with iris birth services they have a facebook page um go on there look her up Um, She is just the sweetest person and she loves her job as you will see in the interview. She clearly enjoys what she does and she felt there was a need in her area and she's like, I'm going to go to school and I'm going to fill that, that need. And she has passion and the energy perfectly for that kind of job and um, I'm so glad that she took the time to talk with me and share her um, knowledge with us and to educate us a little more on things that just really aren't supported enough in our um, country. And so if you are looking to be having a child soon, you're not sure what kind of support you want in the hospital, at home, birth center, whatever you are looking for, um, Hopefully this uh, podcast episode will give you some more information. And if y'all have any questions, you know to email me at themommyessentials at yahoo.com and give me some comments, some direction, how, what you thought about it. Um, Leave some comments below um, or just email me. And then y'all know you can always find me on Instagram, unworthy of his grace. That's on Instagram, and I'm constantly making posts on essential oils, tips, and uses, uses, and um, just my daily life with my children, um, just uh, enjoying the toddler and the baby stages, and um, also, we were out of town last week, so y'all didn't get a podcast from me last week, but sometimes we all need to take a break, so that's what I did. Um, so since this interview took place in two parts, I'm going to go ahead and post both of them. Um, I'm going to publish both of them today so that y'all can 
just hear the whole entire interview at once. It was so much fun and Winter has promised to come back and um, help us do a little update on how her school is going and um, just further educating us and stuff that she's learned. Um, we could talk for days and days about all of this. She's got so much info to share and it's very encouraging um, and uplifting. Um, and then my funny for the week on the toddler situation. Um, so last week we were on vacation, like I said, and we shared a room with my two-year-old son and my 11-month-old almost daughter. And they were at two separate ends of our room. And I'll tell you, every night, the sleeping arrangement was so hard. It's hilarious, though, because I can laugh at it. Um, we tried using this toddler, um, it's like a pull-out bed for a toddler. And he usually sleeps well on it on trips, but he did not do well this time. And he kept getting up. And the poor child, the first night, he didn't know where I was. And... I, um, I was at the door in my suitcase and he goes to the door. I turn around. I'm like, baby, I'm right here. Poor thing. I scared him to death. Then I tell him, go back to bed, go back to bed. His sister's down. She's asleep at the other end of the room. And then, um, middle of the night, apparently he didn't realize what bed we were sleeping in because there were two full beds in the room. So he goes over to where he knows his sister's sleeping. He goes over there, starts crying. So she wakes up. She starts crying. So then there's a sequence of them both crying. I'm awake. And I'm like, oh, no. So then that was a long process. Then I learned my son does not want complete darkness. This is all new to me. So when I turned out my oil diffuser light um, that scared him. So he started crying and then woke up his sister the next night with that. And, um, and then there were just nights that he got up, um, cause I eventually put him in a pack and play that the resort had. And, um, I just, I had to somehow contain him from running around while well, he still pulled up on the mattress he was next to. And he came over to me and he poked my shoulder going, mama mama and I'm like oh my goodness so basically all week it was I was like on guard duty to keep an ear out for him waking up and getting up so that he wouldn't wake up his sister and then my husband and I would just work in shifts I would be up with him trying to help him sleep some nights I ended up just getting in the other bed and he and I sleeping together and just doing what we could. And then my husband would take over after I'd been up for a few hours and go downstairs with him so that me and my daughter could finish getting some rest. And, you know, it was building memories and enjoying. Um, he won't always want to just cuddle with me and feel safe with me. And so I had to remind myself that I need to enjoy those moments and not get flustered about it. So I'm going to say it was a wonderful week and we had a great time with family 
and had a lot of beautiful memories on the beach. And if you're not following me on Instagram, go check it out. Unworthy of his grace, all lowercase. Um, and you'll see the trip pictures on the beach. My daughter crawled on the beach for the first time. It was so fun. And, uh, just, it was wonderful. It's just what we needed a little getaway. Um, but that is my somewhat funny mom moment to share with you guys. Um, I'm sure I'll think of some more for next week. But today, um, we're going to go ahead and next you're going to hear the interview with Winter. And um, I will do that in two parts. Um, so this will be part one interview with Winter Krisha. Thank you guys so much. Hi, Winter. Hello. Hey, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. Let's start with introducing yourself and a little bit about where you're from, a little bit about your family. Well, my name is Winter. Um, I am currently residing in Southeast Kansas. Uh, my husband and I have been together um, about 17 years. We uh, have three kids and uh yeah we're just doing life <laughs> yes yeah, so you yeah. got your hands full <laughs> yes yes i do what are the ages of your kids uh, my oldest will be eight on friday oh and he is the smartest person i have ever met oh my goodness. um i have uh my only daughter she'll be six in april and she is a beast for sure <laughs> <laughs> And I have a three-year-old. Um, yeah, he is. He just Aww. completes our family. Just Aww, yeah, precious. Oh, I love that. Okay, and tell us a little bit about what what your career is. Yeah, so I am I am a birth doula and postpartum doula, and then I am also a midwifery student. So I'm a little bit more than halfway through my training. Awesome. And yeah, I'm I started doing this because there is a need in my area for mm -hmm. women in rural areas have a lack of options and mm -hmm. um going through my experiences uh, with my last two births just made me realize that there was a need and um, and I wanted to fill I wanted to fill that and be a a, a supporter of women in this area for birth yeah. and postpartum that is so fantastic I love that so going through your two births, um, did you have a doula or a midwife or you were just I, on your own? I did. I have had three completely unique birth experiences. Wow. Um, my first was a scheduled C-section and okay. um, I am not one of those women who had a terrible C-section experience. Mm -hmm. Mine was amazing and I wouldn't have changed anything about it. Um and then my second daughter or my second kid, when she came, um, we had just moved to Kansas from Arizona okay. and I realized I didn't want another C-section because mm -hmm. what if we wanted more kids in the future? 
Mm -hmm. and started searching out a doula. And the closest one to me was an hour and a half away. And um, because of some policies that their business had, uh, I was without support for Mm. more than half of my labor. And I just didn't think that was okay. And when I, I was lucky that I was able to have a successful VBAC in the hospital. Um, Mm. so a vaginal birth after a Mm C-section, um, I was like, you know, women deserve better. Like women in this area deserve better. And having that VBAC just completely like ripped my heart open to how amazing the experience can be. So I decided I was gonna, I was gonna do it. (laughs) That is so awesome. And then my third, um, we, I was like, well, I've done this once. I might as well do it at home this time. (laughs) And I had a home birth with my third child and same thing as trying to find a provider. Nobody was willing to drive this far except for one, one midwife was willing to drive out here and she lived more than two hours away. So, so I so often run into people who they have a lack of options because of living Mm -hmm. in a rural area. So So yeah, I was like, well, I'm going to do that too. (laughs) I love that. That is so awesome because I 100% agree with you. There's, you know, for my, where I'm at in my life that I've had two children. One, um, they both have been hospital births and each completely different as all births are. But I don't feel that support from a just an OBGYN. You don't have that hands-on when it's time for the baby to come. Okay, they're there. Right. But there's no one supporting you and educating you through the process of letting your body do what it needs to do. Exactly. And that's exactly why I'm so excited to talk to you where you can give that info and that information that people don't realize there is that support if you are blessed enough to have those people for your area. Right. And thankfully you felt led to do that in your area. So now there is a doula and a midwife. So tell us kind of the difference between each role. What education? So a doula is, um, is a, 100% support person. So Mm -hmm. a doula will have no, they should have no medical application to your birth experience. It should solely be providing information and physical support as you need it. So walking you through the birth process, you know, coaching you through Mm -hmm. um, a birth plan, and what that looks like, educating you on options and um, informing you of what a normal birth experience should look like. And then when it comes time to labor, they are there providing physical support. So, you know, back massages, hip compressions, helping you through different labor positions to you know, speed up labor if that's what's needed in the moment. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think a big part of what doulas do are providing space. And especially in a hospital setting, your nurse comes in, 
evaluates you, the doctor comes in and says, okay, this is what you're going to do. And a doula will step in and be like, this is your option. This is what, this is what this step will do. Are you okay with that? And giving you, and sometimes even just saying, hey, do you guys need a minute to talk about this next step? So Mm. providing space, providing informed consent, and helping you advocate for yourself. Um, Mm -hmm. A lot of times doula, uh, women seek out doulas because their husbands get nervous. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And that was completely my husband with my second Mm. and... (laughs) Um, I wanted somebody in there who was gonna know what to do, you know, because Mm -hmm. I didn't know what to do. My husband didn't know what to do. (laughs) And, uh, you know, he needed somebody to tell him, squeeze her hips, you know, because I wanted him, I wanted him there next to me, but we needed a coach, you know? And I think, um, and, and so that's what doulas do. They, um, they step in and they provide information and, and they hold space, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so, and then afterwards, a lot of doulas will offer postpartum care. So they'll come into your home. They'll help you with breastfeeding. They will do even light household duties, you know, put a load of laundry or they'll do your (laughs) dishes or, you know, they'll pick up your Walmart pickup on the way to your house if you need them to. Um, My favorite thing to do as a doula (laughs) is um, on my last visit, I'll do an overnight. I'll put mom to bed and I'll take care of baby for six hours just to let them get some sleep. That's so great. Yeah, mothers are so grateful. <laughs> yes, so, for sure. That's so that is in a nutshell what a what a doula does. Okay. Um, and then a midwife is it's at home or in a birth center. They basically do everything that an OB does. You have regular prenatal appointments. You um you know, you listen to the baby at every appointment and you get the option of birthing at home or in a birth center with a certified midwife. That's awesome. Okay. And for um, like, where are you allowed to go? Because you've mentioned hospitals, birth centers. So a doula could go to a birth center, I would assume. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes. So uh, doulas will be uh, in the hospital and, you know, with the day and age we live in, it just depends on your hospital's regulations. If they're Mm -hmm. letting more than one person into the hospital right now, Mm -hmm. um, that can change on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. Um, But otherwise, yes, home birth, birth center births, hospitals, doulas, doulas can do that all. Okay. And then you've been, so you've been a doula for six plus years. You're currently yeah. in school. You're halfway there. I think you mm-hmm. told me. Yes. And what are your goals after you graduate? What do you want to do with your degree? Um, I, I just want to provide options for women in my mm-hmm. area. You know, I want um, to pot- potentially do birth classes and. Wonderful. Um, yeah, just to provide support. There's a, 
to throw a wrench and everything we're talking about. But there's a third option that I feel like a lot of people really don't know about. And that's called uh, a monotrice. So Mm -hmm. a monotrice is a woman who has um, some training as far as um, monitoring birth, monitoring baby, monitoring mom's um, vitals and labor Mm -hmm. progression. So they'll come to your house when you start labor. They'll monitor baby, even potentially do cervical checks on mom so that you're able to stay at home longer. And when they feel like you're in a good place, then you transition to the hospital together. And at the hospital, they would then switch into a doula role. Okay. So your, so monitrices don't uh, catch babies, but they're there to monitor everybody at home, make sure everybody is safe at home for as long as possible. And then, uh, and then move to the hospital. Wow. I had not heard of that. That is really interesting. Yeah. A lot of moms feel safer with baby being monitored, with mom being monitored, and uh, dads feel more comfortable, make sure everybody is safe mm-hmm. and and happy. And then you can go and um, hopefully, you know, save a lot of time at the hospital so you have less unnecessary interventions. Yes, which happens so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is fantastic. Okay. And is there any home births that have somewhat stuck out of your mind that um, you'll always remember any stories that you can share? Oh, gosh. <laughs> I uh, I feel like some of the best home birth stories that I get the privilege of seeing are first-time parents. Um, just that you know, the first time mom and dad meeting their baby, they work mm-hmm. so hard for so mm-hmm. long together. And um, that first time love that, oh, it's just, it's so sweet and so precious. <laughs> um, we had a mom just recently who labored for about 24 hours. and um, completely at home, just the two of them and uh, our birth team. They had their birth pool set up in front of the fireplace, and they were were the perfect team, um, supporting each other and loving on each other. And when that baby girl came into the world, they were just shocked that they had done it. (laughs) And they had worked so hard together and were just completely and totally in love. And seeing that family unit created for the very first time is, is something really, really special. Oh, that's so special. Yes. It is, it is something being a first time parent and watching mm. your baby be born. I mean, each time is special. Yes. Becoming a parent and watching that, I can only imagine how special it is. I've never attended a birth personally. I've always been the one in the bed. So right, right. <laughs> I haven't been through that, but that is, that is so sweet. Is that, I imagine that is a big part of your job, the joy you get out of it, watching um, people become parents and bringing little babies into the world. That is just so absolutely. 
That is so special. And I know we had talked about you, um, you are able to coach how to process through labor, rubbing the back, pushing in the hips, which those are fantastic things. I have definitely used that myself. Is there anything else that you like teach your mother as she's laboring or before she goes into labor as a midwife? I think a lot of it is just, um, being cognizant of your comfortable places. Mm. So if you're, you know, a lot of moms think that they need to make us comfortable. Um, And when really we're fine with a couch and uh, some snacks and, (laughs) and we're good. So it's more, it's really a lot about what, where are you going to be comfortable? Where are you Mm -hmm. going to feel safe? Um, Women have this amazing ability to shut things down if they're not, if they don't feel safe, if they don't feel comfortable. Sometimes if women feel watched, which is, Mm -hmm. can be a big problem in the hospital. Mm -hmm. Um, So I feel like that's where a lot of women struggle and they don't know that they're struggling with it, um, is making your birth intimate because it is, it's one of the most intimate things that you can do. And, you know, turning off the lights, closing the drapes, uh, playing music, put bringing in lights if you want them to, and just trusting their intuition. You know, if you mm-hmm. want to get up and walk around, then ask for them to put on the longer leads in the hospital and, you know, walk mm-hmm. and, and, and do what you need to do to feel comfortable and, and trusting yourself. So I think that's one of the biggest things is just know that in the hospital setting, there may be some rules, but you know, they can bend them and mm-hmm. nurses typically they want to help you and support you. And, mm-hmm. you know, a doula or, uh, you know, an, a, a spouse can, can advocate, advocate for that and, uh, and just make yourself as comfortable as you can in whatever setting that you're going to be in, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, like you said, a lot of times Lord love our husbands, but they get so nervous and uh-huh. <laughs> don't know what to say. Don't know what to do. Right. You're too busy trying to focus on, okay, breathing, yes. contraction calming, you yes. know, your mind's busy. So it's so hard to communicate with the nurses and with the doctors coming in. What do you want to do? And that's, you know, exactly what Adula does in supporting and being there and saying, Hey, it's okay. Let's take a minute to breathe and right. decide what we need to do. That's fantastic. Yes. And as a midwife, a so if a patient or a mother is um, wanting to do a hospital birth, how does your role happen in the hospital? Do you deliver? Do does a doctor? How does that? Yeah. Work? For my specific role um, mm-hmm. in the practice that I'm in. Um, if we're transferring to the hospital, it is because something's not right. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and we need some intervention, you know, typically it's an epidural needs to happen. Most of the time, if we're transferring to the hospital in my practice, it's because, um, 
a baby is just not doing great and internally and they need some extra monitoring and that's something that we can't provide. Um, so I, I would honestly say it's probably 50, 50 when we're transferring to the hospital, if it's going to be a C-section or, you know, if they're still going to get their vaginal birth, um, we mm-hmm. do have a lot of women who are trying for VBACs, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. even VBACs after two C-sections. And so, um, sometimes, I mean, the hospital is there for a reason. We feel like we're not Mm -hmm. anti-hospital or anti-doctor. We're just whatever is going to keep mom safe and baby safe. So, Mm -hmm. um, when we switch to the hospital in our midwife role, we're just there for support. And, you know, we kind of sort of switch into that dual role and, you know, nowadays, if we're allowed in the hospital, then we continue to stay by the client's side. So that's fantastic. What if a mother ends up having to have a C-section? Um, do you stay for after the C-section? Are you able to help in the postpartum care? Mm-hmm. How does that work for you? Yeah, absolutely. If, uh, you know, I've had a lot of, I've had several clients recently that have hired me as a, strictly as a postpartum doula because they mm-hmm. knew they were going to be having repeat C-sections. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I'm coming in there with herbs or homeopathics <laughs> to help yes. promote healing I do a lot of work with moms to help them with breastfeeding. You know, even your second or third kid, you know what you're doing, but this baby has no idea. (laughs) Right. It's a a whole new relationship. And so going in there and helping with latch um, and and helping mom kind of navigate that new um, relationship. So... And same thing as with a midwife, if a client is transferred in and has to have a C-section, we're still helping with postpartum care. And, um, you know, and it's not just one visit and you're done. It's we're seeing you for six to 12 weeks afterwards and and making sure that everybody is doing all right. So, Mm -hmm. but yeah, with, I think it's big with especially women who have had C-sections to have that postpartum support and to process everything that they've been through. If it's been a traumatic C-section, you know, to talk to them, to say, Hey, how are you doing today? Not just walk in and steal that baby away from them, which most people want to do. And sometimes Mm -hmm. I do, but I'm, then I'm sitting down and I'm (laughs) talking to mom and um, yeah, asking her how she's doing, what's going on. And, how everything's going. Which is so important. A lot of people think about, okay, the baby's been born, mom and baby are fine. Yay, congratulations, it's over. Well, right. a lot of times we focus more on, oh, there's a new baby here, and we forget about the mentality the mother mm-hmm. is going through. Postpartum depression is a real thing. There yep. is the happy blues, the sad blues, you know, you go through so much, all those hormones are just erratic and it's hard to for anyone to understand where you're at after having a baby Mm -hmm. and I feel it is so important that as your role you are so good about checking in on mom's mental how are you really feeling today Mm -hmm. are you 
you know, happy holding baby or are you sad? You're not really sure. Right. Um, confident in how you're feeding your baby. And, you know, those are just really important things that a lot of times we don't think about supporting the mother through that. Right. Absolutely. And, um, so, I mean, that's definitely what I have seen and learned, um, from researching on doulas, midwives. Um, and as a midwife, um, you, I know you had mentioned you work through, you have a company that you work for that kind of, you're not your own business. If I'm thinking right. right. I have a, I have a preceptor. So I have a teacher. She is a certified teaching midwife and um she's been practicing for more than 15 years around mm-hmm. 600 babies yeah. if i remember that correctly oh, um, and she is she is absolutely amazing um and so learning from her and seeing the process has been um has been really amazing Oh, that is so nice. I mean, I'm sure you've learned so much um, Mm -hmm. getting to follow someone like that. How many births do you think you've attended? I, you know, I actually (laughs) looked it up the other day. I have, (laughs) I have been hired as a doula for eight, for eight births. Um, And as a midwife student, I have attended 82 births. So over just, just shy of three years. That is fantastic. Oh my goodness. And when you finish, so how does the school process go? So I'm sure you can build on what you learned as a doula. And how many years does it take to become a midwife? You know, on average, it takes about four to five years. Um, There is a governing board, a lot, kind Mm -hmm. of a lot like a the nurses exam. And after you've completed an apprenticeship, you can go in and test for the boards and then you can become a certified midwife. And you are basically legal to practice in most states. Um, There's seven states that have outlawed home births. Um, And then once I've completed that board exam, I will finish getting my bachelor's from the uh, university that I'm at. That is awesome. Okay. You're, you are getting there. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It will all be worth it when you get to the end of it. I mean, that's what people say. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I know. It's, it is so much going to school and then you have children and you have a job. It's, It is a lot to keep up with. Um, We're going to go ahead and take a break. um, And we will probably put this in a part two podcast, everybody listening. Um, So listen for me to publish the next episode. Thank you, Winter. Thank you. Talking to me today. And we will pick this back up.